Which discussions do most of us shy away from? It is conversations about death, which we will all face. This pandemic has slapped us in the face with loss and grief, yet we try to deny the destiny of it. Today, let's begin open discussions to expose emotions common to us all. Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. The goal of these conversations is to talk about loss and grief, which are emotions we all experience. When we expose anything, it becomes less threatening. To expose loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. I want to add this disclaimer. I am not a therapist, psychoanalyst, psychiatrist, or any professional from the field of mental health. I'm just someone who has lived many years, I have experienced my own loss and grief, and I have observed others go through the same. In my observations, I believe loss and grief can be separate. I think they are on the same continuum, but someone can experience loss without the deeper emotional experience of grief. These are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. If you need professional help, please seek it out. You might ask what has precipitated these conversations. Unfortunately, it is the coronavirus, COVID-19. There has been so much loss and grief associated with this pandemic that emotionally it is almost overwhelming. There have been job losses, businesses closing, social interactions stopped and rearranged, freedom of movement curtailed, cancellation of graduations, freshman year in college interrupted and cut short, constraints on our ability to comfort friends and loved ones who are hospitalized or grieving themselves, and you fill in the blank for the loss or grief you are experiencing or have already experienced. Why is this a perfect time for conversations? The rush rush is at a lull. We are restricted in many ways and have more time with our children and with each other. If we use this time productively for some self-reflection, it is possible to come out of this situation more emotionally healthy than when it all started. Let's spend some time exploring how those 70 years of age and older might have to deal with loss and grief. At this stage in your life, you're retired or nearly at that milestone. There's certainly more life behind you than ahead of you. Many friends, relatives, and acquaintances have passed on. Hopefully, you don't spend too much time dwelling on these losses. Acknowledge them as a part of your history and enjoy the pleasant memories that come from having known them. It is my hope that your health is good and that you have many productive years ahead. Can we be honest? Some of you are afraid of retirement because so much of your identity is tied to your job. You are more than what you do. Is your job contributing to the greater good of society and even the world? Ultimately, isn't that one of the many reasons each of us is alive? We exist not just to make money from a job, but to make the world better because we were in existence and made a difference. Perhaps you are a doctor. Hopefully you get an opportunity to provide insights and perspective to younger doctors. Even if they don't accept your wisdom, still provide it because what you say just might plant a seed that can be used later in their lives. Unfortunately, in life, anticipatory grief is all too real. That is when someone grieves a situation or event before it actually happens. Let's use the retirement example again since so much emotion is attached to it. The anticipated things you might feel lost or even grief about can be the loss of a steady and predictable income, the loss of interaction with coworkers, fear of not having saved enough money, uncertainty of how you will feel your time, and perhaps many other concerns. You might even consider yourself an emotional wreck over the idea of retirement. When your retirement date does arrive, you may experience all of these emotions again. That is the double whammy of anticipatory grief. When we are aware of a coming emotional event in our lives, which may trigger loss and grief, it is a good idea to make preparations. 
No, you cannot and will not get all of the emotional bases covered. But doing more than worrying and having stress will go a long way in making the event less emotionally impactful. If your spouse has predeceased you, don't automatically believe that a new spouse will make everything better. The loneliness is real. The sadness is real. And all the feelings of loss and grief are real. Take time to emotionally process all of these emotions. How unfair it would be to have someone living in the shadow of the deceased because you had not given their death its proper place in your emotional history. Even at 70 years of age, there's still the possibility of 20 good years of a fun, fulfilling, and fruitful marriage. Just don't rush or neglect emotional parts of any grief. If you are someone who remarries or wants to remarry because you have health issues and don't want to live alone, be honest with yourself and with any potential partner. Don't hide any physical challenges. The emotional toll on the other person cannot be overstated. If you love that person, then you want them to make a decision based on all of the facts. It is always better to be honest and open, no matter the outcome. Some self-reflection can help you examine any hidden motives. By collectively thinking of all the prior episodes, we can see that loss and grief occur at every stage of life. Unfortunately, parents may lose their children, or children may lose their parents. Somewhere in our minds, we falsely believe that loss and grief should occur in some type of order. They do not. Loss and grief are part of the randomness of life events. Being aware that loss and grief can occur at any time helps us make advanced preparations to navigate any emotional storms. One of the main reasons for these conversations is to expose loss and grief for what they are. They are thieves who can hold our emotional lives hostage if we pretend they don't matter. Give them their place in our lives. They are just a part of living, but they are not all there is to life. Make a plan to deal with them when they come up so that you can move through your life unhindered by them. We want to empower ourselves in order to emerge more emotionally healthy from all of life's traumas, including loss and grief. These are my personal experiences, opinions, and observations. I urge you to get professional help if needed. I believe these conversations about loss and grief are necessary and perhaps well overdue. I hope you stick with me as we explore and expose these emotions. Be a part of these important conversations. Learn how to manage and master these common emotions. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.